0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And we also talk about things, um, I feel like some of these episodes are, are like a group discussion where we discuss whether uh, certain questions, you know, like, should I start a YouTube channel with my record label or for my artists? And 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 I, today's episode is, is, of course, we're tackling that subject, but I feel like I want to tackle it as almost like a group discussion where I'm the only one speaking, but like a group discussion to tackle this question because it's kind of an unknown. It's like, it's daunting. Is YouTube worth our time? If we want to start a YouTube channel as a record label, where do we start? How do we categorize it? How do we begin? How do we keep it consistent? How do we make it grow and be successful? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm very, very, very excited. Go to otherrecordlabels.com YouTube, where I'll put up this information in case you kind of lose track. And today is going to, we're going to dive <clears throat> in seriously deep into today's episode. And we're going to get super didactic, and I've got some things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about four steps to creating a YouTube channel for your record label. So we're going to divide this into format, content, schedule, and objective. So four categories, format, content, schedule, and objective. We're going to discuss that in depth today. So if you have a pen and paper, that's a great time to grab it. It's almost like a little mini workshop, but I just kind of want to work through this idea. And this is something I'm working through too. And, you know, I've made different uh, ideas of what a YouTube channel looks like uh, for a record label or for an independent artist. And that's what we're going to also discuss if you are a record label, should you do a channel for each individual artist or for your entire label or both? And so we're going to dive into that there's so much to go into. One of the things I want to do before we get into all of this is I want to make a, excuse me, I want to make a, a case for YouTube because like all social media platforms, a lot of us think, is this the one that we need to do? Is this one important? Shouldn't I be putting my effort towards Instagram or TikTok or, you know, whatever is the trending social media platform at the time? YouTube has been around for a long time. I've gotten by so far without one. Do I really need one? My case for YouTube is that, and I really, I was trying to look up some stats and I don't have like great stats to share with you, unfortunately, but I do remember um, a few years ago that it was said that YouTube was the number one music discovery platform. And now I can't prove that I don't have a source for that, but anecdotally we can kind of see how that's true, right? Because just traditional music with like a static image is very popular on YouTube. And I remember 10 years ago, I had a friend who listened to all of this like hip hop music that had just been ripped and was streaming illegally. And he only used YouTube, which like this was before they kind of cracked down on, uh, you know, illegal content and and making sure that the rights holders were credited properly. And, and before YouTube music and before uh, you had to pay for that kind of stuff and before even really necessarily ads. But you can think about how YouTube would be uh, one of the big, if not the biggest, music discovery platforms. And there was also a time where, and I believe this to be true today, and again, I don't have a source for it, where YouTube is most likely the biggest music streaming platform. Now, technically, Spotify has 31% of the streaming subscriber market, but YouTube has 8%. So, but this is subscribers. Remember, this is paying subscribers. So let's look at these numbers. For paying subscribers of the entire digital distribution or digital uh, streaming platforms, uh, YouTube has 8%. Apple Music has 15%. So just slightly double than what YouTube Music has. And Spotify has 31%. And of course, there's all the others. But the reason I bring this up is now, remember, this is paying subscribers. So 8% of the paying music subscribers are on YouTube music. But now let's talk about people who consume music on YouTube and don't have to pay a subscription, right? You can do that because you listen through the skippable ads. Um, There's monetization that's happening. There's, There's banner ads that are happening that pays for you to listen to music freely. And so a lot of record labels have uploaded an entire album. That's like a 45-minute video with just the album artwork. There's a lot of curators who do that as well. And some people can do it without the artist's permission because they can just credit their distributor or credit their record label. And there is a way for them to do that. I think you could probably ask them to take it down. But YouTube is so good at, at, at IDing the music and making sure that their distributors are paid that it's almost to your advantage to have these curators post these, you know, they'll do like a playlist of like three hours of a certain micro genre of music. We talked about in that last week's episode with Hydration Records and Gospel Hydration is a a great example of a a music YouTube channel. And and there are music YouTube channels, especially in like the lo-fi realm that are absolutely massive, millions and millions of followers. And so They are consumed by a lot of people who aren't necessarily YouTube music subscribers. And so this is how we begin to see that YouTube as a platform for streaming and consuming music is massive because that also doesn't even include where do we go when we want to see a tiny desk concert or we want to see um, live footage that somebody took on their cell phone at an arena or where do we go when we want to see a music video or a band premieres a music video? 99% of the time they use YouTube. If a band puts together a, a live in-studio performance, they upload it to their YouTube channel in HD and it's a 45-minute video of them playing through their new album or, or something like that. And so we can we begin to see how important YouTube is when it comes to music discovery and for music fans. And I, I personally, you know, of course, I listen to music on record and I CDs in the car and on my my iPhone and Apple music, but there are still a a good portion of the music that I consume is somehow connected to YouTube. The other thing I want to mention, and we're going to dive into the the four steps that we need to do to create a a YouTube channel for your record label. So please be patient with me, but I want to also remind you about the importance of the connection between YouTube and Google. Google and YouTube, Google owns YouTube, Alphabet owns everything, but it's all the same company. And what that means is that Google will prioritize YouTube in the search. And so when we talk about SEO, and we'll talk about that in a second, but when we talk about trying to rank on SEO, it's really important that your record label and your artists have music that exists under your own account or their account tagged with their names on YouTube so that it shows up in Google. In fact, if you were to search, you can go do it right now. Search in Google for any artist's name, and they're going to present YouTube music and the track listing for their latest release on YouTube music. And then they're going to promote, generally, with the very first search result, is going to be YouTube videos for that artist's name. So, right there, that tells you. If you're trying to get any sort of SEO traction, uh, search engine optimization traction for your artist or for your record label, it really should be done primarily through YouTube because YouTube results are what they show you in Google primarily. And then, of course, it gets down to like Wikipedia and Instagram and Twitter. And so if you're trying to get found on even on Bandcamp, I know Bandcamp shows up in the in the search results. So that's great. We'll do that as well. But YouTube is a priority for Google. So just keep that in mind. One other thing I want to say before we fully dive in is do you need... To do a YouTube channel, you may be putting this on and listening to this episode or watching this episode and thinking, do I actually need to do a YouTube channel? Because I don't want to take on another social media platform or I'm just kind of, you know, inundated right now. I'm a one person operation. Do I need a YouTube channel? Of course, the answer is no. The answer is always no when we talk about these little things that we can do to improve our label. No, you don't need a YouTube channel. You can wait until the time is right. You can wait until you can come up with great content and and keep that content consistent so you don't have to do it now. But what I would suggest is that you maybe take an audit or evaluate the commitments that you have to all of the social media platforms. Because social media, you know, I know that if you're a one-person operation uh, running your label and, and there's a ton of you out there who that's the case, that's the case for me. You really have to pick and choose what social media platforms you can keep up with. And so if you are doing really well creating reels and posting them on Instagram, on TikTok, and getting a lot of traction there, then maybe you can just focus on that for a little while. And and maybe you could do shorts on YouTube or you could just maybe put your YouTube to the side because you're killing it on TikTok. That's totally fine. Um, But what I would suggest is to really just kind of narrow down to, want to. I would say two or three platforms. So if Instagram's easy for you to maintain because it's on your phone, it's, it's intuitive, uh, then maybe pare down to that. Maybe get rid of your Twitter if it's just not making an impact for you. And you should be able to see in your analytics. Bandcamp will tell you where people are coming from. Your um, Squarespace or your Wix site on your analytics will tell you where people are coming from. And I can do this too. And every month I total up my numbers and I look, I've had four people coming from Reddit. I've had six people coming from Twitter. So anything I'm posting on Reddit or Twitter is just not getting any traction. And I'm getting three or 400 visits from YouTube. So maybe let's put a little more focus over there. So you do not need a YouTube channel. But I think it's important that you kind of audit all of the social media platforms that you have. And in a way, we kind of consider YouTube to be a social media platform. I will also say about YouTube, I'm starting to notice this thing where... YouTube is so old. I mean, it, it you know, in the ter- in the tech world, it's so old, but I still see it growing and I still see it working its way to carve uh, a, a spot in people's life. And I, as a consumer, am, am using it now as entertainment. I'm using it, it you know, uh, there's a modicum of, of education that I'm using. It's like, how do I tie a tie? How do I change a tire? That kind of thing. That's super useful, but I'm using it for product reviews. I'm using it for, um, what I've found myself to be using it for a lot is using it as a TV channel. It's like I follow certain YouTube channels and each week there's a video posted and I just watch it like I would watch a new show. So YouTube has a lot of growth. And so you might be saying, why are we doing YouTube? It's been around for a while. I don't want to be a YouTuber. Um, I think it's still, as the streaming platforms are kind of like wrestling with each other, I feel like YouTube is kind of, you know, secretly just like infusing itself into people's life still, it's still, I still think it's, it's finding its niche. All right, let's dive in. You're getting bored. I'm sorry. Okay. Four steps to creating a YouTube channel for your record label. The first step is format. Let's ask ourselves, what is the format of a YouTube channel? What do I mean by that? Very simple. Are we going to do an artist channel or are we going to do a record label channel? So if we're doing an artist channel, if we have five artists on our record label, Then we're going to have five separate YouTube channels and the banner image is going to be the artist. The profile image is going to be the artist. The the name of the channel is going to be the artist. And so does the artist have their own YouTube channel? Do you want to just help and assist an artist nurture their YouTube channel? Maybe you could spend some time reading and learning about YouTube and getting better. And then you can pass that information on to your artists and just enable them, empower them, um, help them with different things, maybe pay to run some ads on their YouTube channel if you want, just as a trial. And so this is like, this is one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is putting all of your attention on a label channel where all of the music videos that you produce, all of the albums that you upload as just an MP3 or as just music or singles, all of that comes through your label channel. And so if an artist is premiering a new music video instead of premiering it on their own YouTube channel, they premiere it on your label's YouTube channel. So this is totally up to you. I think it's very easy for you to understand the pros and cons. We talked about this in email marketing when it was when it, when we were talking about do we create an email list for individual artists in your label or one email list for the entire label and so the the same principle applies if you have an e, uh, YouTube channel for an entire label, well you're going to have a lot more fans and a lot more subscribers but some of those subscribers may not be interested in everything that you post whereas if you have an artist specific YouTube channel they may only have 50 to 100 subscribers, but those people are all fans of that artist. And so they're far more intense and you might get a better watch rate or click-through rate or, or a subscriber rate. So that's totally up to you and the resources that you have and your strategy. And maybe as I go through some of the other components of building a YouTube channel, maybe you'll be able, at the end of this video, you'll be able to decide, am I going to do 10 different artist channels or am I gonna do just one label channel? Or maybe you do one label channel And then there's like one or two artists who are really good with video and have a really good video presence. And we just do a couple of YouTube channels just for the artists who are maybe a little bit more uh, prepared to have a YouTube channel. The second topic is content. And so there's a couple of things that we can do um, when it comes to content on our YouTube channel. And it's very simple. You could really just go to some of the labels who are doing it well that you admire and see what they're doing. Obviously, we see full albums and singles with just static artwork. And you may think this is kind of boring, but again, people use YouTube to stream music. And if they pay a little bit extra, um, then they can stream it on mobile and they can stream it when they close the screen or whatever. And so a lot of people like to just put on a compilation. And and like I mentioned before, this is something you could do as a label is you could put together a three hour compilation. That's one video and somebody of all of the, you know, the best tracks on your label and somebody will listen to it via YouTube. The second thing is, um, music videos. That's obvious, right? If you have music videos, um, then that makes a lot of sense. Live performances, I think are my favorite part about an artist's YouTube channel or a record labels, YouTube channel. When I'm into an album as a music fan, I want to go and I want to see that artist perform, whether it's on Saturday night live or it's just in studio in their home studio and it's black and white, and it shows all their cool gear, whatever that is, or if they, sometimes they perform in a, just in the middle of a park, and they're recording on a little zoom, or on their iPhone, I think that's cool, and so that's something that you can do with your YouTube channel, and of course, behind the scenes, behind the scenes is a really uh, overlooked opportunity to connect with your audience, because it's free to do, essentially, I mean, you can set an iPhone up, Um, Asian Man Records does this really well, You can set a phone up and pack records, and Talk to people about how you're packing records. Get behind the scenes of your label office. Even if your office is just your desk in your bedroom, um, people really want to see behind the curtain. That's extremely popular. So consider some behind the scenes content. Well, As we're talking about content, understand uh, your YouTube channel like this. And I was talking about this recently with a friend. But... Your channel, so your entire channel with all the different videos and all the different playlists, is like a TV channel. That's why it's called YouTube and that's why it's called a channel, it, because it's like an actual channel like MTV. But your videos, or more specifically, your playlists, are like your shows. And so when we think of playlists, is where you can kind of compile similar videos. So if you think of your playlists like shows and your channel like a TV channel, then we think of you, uh, MTV that's a channel and then they would have certain shows on that channel and those would be your playlists. And so you can look at some really cool labels who are doing, or even some music magazines who will have just a playlist of music videos. Then they'll have a playlist of live performance videos of artists performing in their studio or on stage. And then you would have a behind the scenes channel. And so as you're thinking through content and you're thinking, do I have enough content to have a YouTube channel? Maybe it's easier to think, okay, let's say I wanted to post one video a week. You could have four different content buckets. You could have a music video. You could have a a performance video by an artist, whether that's just off the cuff or if it's a little bit more official. You could have a label behind the scenes video and then you can have an artist behind the scenes video. And so in order to post once a week you only need to fill one of those buckets once a month and so now it's like one music video a month that's that's hard to do for some labels but a one you know live performance video a month is not too hard to do each artist give them a month and say listen your month is september please send me a nice video of you performing we're going to post it on your youtube channel on our youtube channel behind the scenes one one week is your behind the scenes video and then an artist behind the scenes, just film them talking about their new album or um, do a little vlog from on tour. And so that's the content that you can do on a, a record label YouTube channel. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to have a drink of coffee here or um, on an artist YouTube channel. The third topic is schedule. And this is where things get really important. I believe that consistency is paramount, <clears throat> not only me, but a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people who teach YouTube strategies and YouTube themselves uh, ver- uh, value consistency, consistency even over quality, to be honest, If because quality is subjective um, a little bit. <clears throat> and so what's most important is that you're posting weekly bi-weekly, I suppose is possible, but you know, the algorithm and just human beings really like weekly things. We get used to every Monday, seeing the same thing or experiencing the same thing. We all have weekly routines. And so having one of your labels, videos show up in their feed uh, weekly is a really good objective. And like I mentioned, we go back to that content. You don't have to have a music video every week. You don't have to have a behind the scenes content every week. You don't have to have a, a live in store or in-studio performance every week. That can be once a month and all of those different shows or playlists that you have, uh, or you can even just one week upload a back catalog album as a MP3 with a static album cover image. And so the most important thing is that you're consistent. So whatever schedule you put together, make sure that you're consistent. I still do sporadic videos if you're consistent with weekly and then you have something that comes up because a new release is out. Sporadic videos is totally okay. And also a part of your schedule and part of your content is make sure that you share on all of your social media platforms. And so this is how we bring people to our YouTube. And this is how we get subscribers is that we share... um, On Twitter when we have a new video and you can do that automatically. You can take a little clip and share it as a story on TikTok or on Reels on Instagram. You can share the thumbnail on on Instagram as well. Always driving people to your YouTube to check out this video. And so every time you post something new, make sure you send people back to that. The fourth thing, and I think it's really important, is objective. This is the fourth step in creating a YouTube channel is what is your why for YouTube? And there's a couple whys I'm going to offer you, but we really need to ask ourselves if you are listening to this episode and, and thinking, should I start a YouTube channel for one of my artists or for my record label? We need to stop for a second and say, why? What is the objective? Are we doing it because Scott told you so? Well, that's not a good reason at all. Are we doing it because other labels do it? Still not a great reason. Are we doing it because we're just trying to throw everything at the wall and hope that something sticks? That's not a d- terrible reason, but it's not the right reason. Here are a couple of reasons why I think that a YouTube channel or can or a YouTube channel can uh, serve your overall purpose of your record label. I mentioned before for SEO. <clears throat> SEO is really important because when people are searching for our artists, they want to hear more, they want to see more, then. SEO is really great. YouTube is really great for SEO because, like I mentioned at the beginning, Google prefers YouTube videos. And so it's going to feed uh, the search results of our YouTube videos to to people who are searching for our, our label. And so one of the reasons why we might have a YouTube channel is just for SEO and SEO creates the next thing, which is marketing touch points. We've talked about this a ton in our courses and in a lot of our marketing material. And a touch point is basically every time somebody hears about a new artist or a new release, um, whether that's word of mouth from a friend or a friend posting it on Instagram, uh, uh, sharing the Spotify artwork on Instagram, or maybe that's them reading about it in, in in a pitchfork or stereo gum, or maybe that's them hearing that this artist is coming to their town or hearing a song on the radio. These are all little touch points. And part of a successful marketing strategy is implementing or trying to achieve as many marketing touch points as possible because and there's studies that say that fans or consumers need at least eight touch points before they'll become a customer or they'll finally stop and engage and I can think of this for myself if somebody on like reddit is on on a on a music sub reddit is talking about a new artist I'd be like oh that's that's cool And then like if the same day somebody like a journalist that I follow on Twitter is tweeting about this new record, then all of a sudden, my Spidey senses up, and I'm like, this something's happening here. I'm hearing about this in multiple locations. At the same time, they get best new music or coverage on Pitchfork. And then maybe like a friend of mine, completely disconnected from that online music world, maybe um, posts it on their. Instagram or takes a picture of them at their show or something. And then I'm like, okay, wait a second. If they're a fan, then all of these touch points add together. And it's like, okay, I actually need to check out this artist. And so YouTube can be just another touch point for them to say, okay, I heard the song on a playlist. I think I like it. I'm going to just do a little Google search. They find a YouTube video of the artist playing this, out, sitting out in their backyard, playing the song, an acoustic version of this song. Uh, or a live version of this song. And, and that's another touch point. And all of these things will add up and hopefully help fans um, connect better with our artists. And you have to understand artists, or sorry, music fans have their own way of enjoying music. Some people, it's strictly vinyl, some people, it's strictly Spotify playlists. For some people, it's strictly live, that they really don't care about studio recordings. They only want to experience bands live. And for some people, it's YouTube. Some people, it's just whether they're streaming music and not watching any video, or they can't enjoy music without a video component for some people. And so we kind of need to, our job as record labels is to meet music fans where they are. And so part of having our record label and our artists represented on YouTube is serving that community who are on YouTube and that who enjoy consuming music on YouTube, just like we do when we build a strategy on posting music on Bandcamp or when we build a strategy about posting music on Spotify and getting it onto playlists. There is also a group, and we know this to be at the very least 8% of the streaming music subscribers, but certainly way more people who are just plowing through old footage and and concert footage and and in-store performances and and that kind of stuff on YouTube. So we want to make sure that we're streaming those those people. Also when we when we're talking about our object, objective and I'm almost finished here. Thank you for staying with me. I hope that you found this helpful. You have to ask what are you promoting, right? Because are you why do you have a YouTube channel? Are you, What are you promoting? What is the objective here? Is it to get more subscribers? No, it's not to get more subscribers because that's would just be more subscribers watching more videos. So really, what is your objective with having a YouTube channel? It could be monetization. It could be that you want to make money and you want another revenue stream for your record label. And if you feel like you make a ton of video content, maybe you make really engaging vlogs and people start to get really interested in your YouTube channel. I did a studio tour that was like, 60-minute walking tours, video tours that were filmed with multiple cameras at local recording studios on my YouTube channel for my record label that did extremely well. And we were able to monetize it and start to make a little bit of revenue off of those long-form videos. So monetization could be your goal. Now that takes a thousand subscribers and I think 4,000 hours of watch time, or maybe it's 4,000 minutes. I think it's 4,000 hours. Uh, So it's, that's kind of a hard objective, but maybe, maybe that's a revenue stream is one of the, the, the reasons why you have YouTube. Maybe it's marketing touch points, which we talked about, which is really good. What we want to ask ourselves is if people listen to our artists on our YouTube channel, what now, what next after they watch that video, what do we want them to do? And so when you look at the description underneath the video, where people are kind of, their eyes are wandering while they're, seeing their video it's very important that you have a super clear call to action on the top line of the description don't just say like new single from atlanta based band check out their new album coming soon that's a waste of space it's really important that you have a line that says follow this band on spotify click here and you click there or Uh, grab this song and more like it in a Bandcamp compilation or download this free record label compilation or something. So it's very important that all of the people who come to your YouTube channel, because they're going to be coming from all different points, that you direct them back to some sort of primary destination that, that benefits your artists and benefits your record label. Okay, we've gotten super didactic here. We talked about the case for YouTube. Uh, why Google search prefers YouTube. We talked about whether you really need a YouTube channel or not. And then we talked about the four steps to creating a YouTube channel, the format, the content, the schedule, and your objective. I'm going to put this all together at otherrecordlabels.com slash YouTube just so that you can go back to it and look over my notes uh, and, and listen to this episode again when you're ready to put together a YouTube channel. If you ever have any questions about it too, you can always send me an email. Let me know in the comments if you watch this on YouTube or or by sending me an email or in our Facebook group for Record Labels. Let me know where you're at in your... Um, decision to start a record label, uh, start a YouTube channel for your record label or for your artist, or if you already have a YouTube channel and things are going well for you, I'd love to know about that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have found this to be very in-depth and help clear some things up on this discussion of, hey, do I need a YouTube channel for my record label? Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash YouTube. Thanks so much.